Warning, this podcast is rated not safe for work for profanity, sexual innuendo, and general silliness. Now it's recorded. <laughs> she can't do it on cue. <laughs> she can't. She can't do it on cue. It's not as much fun when you're expecting it, you stupid head. All right. Welcome back to the Macabre Academy. As you can see, I had the girls over for a boozy tea party. And we're dying! Boozy tea party. We are helter-sweltering. I might die. (laughs) See what you did there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They're in the back room, but the audio should be improved because it is not in just, uh, we're all on the same mic. My my beautiful, now dented. I'm trash and I broke it. I broke it. I'm saying I broke it Mm. because I'm trash. Fair. (laughs) Actually, yes, you did contribute to the downfall of the mic. So there you go. I couldn't touch it. Fair. It fell that way. I jumped up. Did you not see me? (laughs) I went like a little like. (laughs) I was was not involved in the process. All right. I was trying. Well, we're still using Zoom, so you can still see the meeting. However... I won't be facing the camera so I can talk to the mic, but you get to see Dex and Brandy. And Steph's profile. profile. <laughs> That's fine. All right. That being said, I'm going to quickly plug the website because I worked very hard on that. If you don't go look at it, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, you got a merch store on there. We got a fan art gallery yeah. thanks to Tara. Fuck yeah, Tara. Yup. And then um, there's a list of all of the non-offensive dares. So if you missed one, you can go back and do any. We're not, it doesn't matter that you didn't do it on the week it happened. You only can do one dare per social media account. So it still counts. So go and look. It's the themacabacademy.com. I can say that with confidence. I'm so proud. Okay. And we're proud of you. Dex, it's your episode. Take it away. All right, guys. This is our... Next monthly supernatural episode. Pretty certain we missed one last week or last month. I think we're off by like a week. Yeah, I think we are because dates. <laughs> right. So I'm going to remind the audience that we are working witches. So we record a few episodes in advance. So yeah. there's always a, a week to several week delay before an episode is out for you guys from when we record it. So there is a delay. Now, if you pay us enough on Patreon so that we don't have to work, then we could do them weekly. Great. I don't want to work. I mean, I still have to work. (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) No. I don't think there's anyone out there that can pay me enough to not work. Help me retire at 25. <laughs> oh, Brandy. That is gold. You know who didn't retire at 25? Me? No. <laughs> Dexter's Dexter's person of subject uh, for yeah. the episode. Oh. Also. Yeah, me. no. Okay, so <laughs> so so this week we we've got a lot to cover. Look, she's got two notebooks. And loose leaf. <laughs> um So this week on our Supernatural episode of the month, we are going to be doing Season 2, Episode 6, No Exit. So it's been a while. Our very first episode we did, it was Season 1, first episode. I'm not covering what happened in that time, because that's just too much shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
it is. Like, there's just too much that went on. Just watch the damn show. Seriously. Well, give a brief synopsis. Just not not even a whole synopsis. Just explain how it relates to this. Um, so some shit happened. Some people died. Sam and Dean end up at the Harvell's Roadhouse. We'll get into it. It's all you need to know right now. <laughs> so the episode starts in Philly where a young girl's in her apartment. She's got some supernatural activity happening, lights flickering, noises, whole nine yards. She she notices some black ooze coming out of the wall socket. It's an empty wall socket. You can't plug anything in. And she's looking at the black ooze. She looks up. She sees an eyeball in this wall oh. socket. Why mm-hmm. is there an empty wall socket that you can't plug things Because it's Philly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't want to see an eyeball looking at me. Well, I immediately look to the light socket behind your head. I'm like, is there an eyeball? <laughs> Leave it to the haunted bitch. There might be an eyeball. Fuck <laughs> my life. Eyeballs are going to come into play later. Fuck <laughs> my life up. So it's the girl with the eyeball. So, actually, quite often eyeballs come up in this. Anyways, I digress. So, jump ahead. Uh, Sam and Dean are outside the roadhouse. They're next to the Impala trying to figure out what they're going to do about their next case. They hear arguing from inside and realize that Ellen, who owns the roadhouse, and her daughter, Joe, are arguing because Joe wants to start hunting. Ellen doesn't want her to start hunting because Ellen's husband, Joe's father, died because he lived the hunter lifestyle. So... Sam and Dean decide to take the case instead, and that's when they discover that Joe has collected all this evidence showing that over the past 80 years, I believe it is, yes, 80 years, six girls, all that are are young, blonde hair, have gone missing in this same apartment building. You're like, that'd be me. So me? Yeah. You're not That would be me, too. Don't worry. I'm naturally a blonde. I just dye it too. Artificial intelligence. I'm a smart bitch. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Actually, a lot of the time, you're very misleading. I am. <laughs> so, the, so the boys decide to head to Philadelphia and, and check out this apartment. So as they're there, they decide to start checking out the apartment. They run into Joe. They buy their way into temporarily renting this apartment and begin their investigation. So as they're going through trying to find out the history, things like that, they discover that way back before um, the apartment building was built, it was an empty lot. And this empty lot sat next to a prison. And this empty lot is where they would hang the prisoners that ended up on death row. I want to live there. No. The what? I'm a haunted bitch. I want to live there. <laughs> so go by the Amityville Horror House. <laughs> Actually, oh what? God. Is that still for sale? Probably. Wait. Can we all live together? No. Does it have central air? No. <laughs> Probably not. This 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 is an old-ass farmhouse. No, look, I'm a bougie bitch. <laughs> I'm buying a house, and Joe's going to give us a podcast room. Nice. And a bed? Well, I, yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, it'll be cozy. It's going to be my office. Listen, I want a house. I want a haunted house. Wait, I thought you were moving out of your haunted apartment. Yeah, that's for other reasons. 
I want a bigger space. I'm sure the ghost is going to follow me. You are a haunted ass bitch. Yeah, I'm a haunted ass bitch. It's going to follow me. Sorry, Amanda. Either that or she'll she'll find ghosts there. (laughs) So does that make this haunted? Um, yes, actually. So they, they start going through and they, they realize, um, Sam actually notices a name on the list of criminals who were executed in this lot. And that name happens to be Herman Webster Mudgett. Herman. Herman. Why is that my favorite name? I don't know. Mudget. No, it needs a Eugene in the middle of there. No, it's it's Webster. So Sam notices this name, Herman Webster Mudget, who is none other than H.H. Holmes, America's first serial killer. So they figure, okay, simple solution, right? What do we what do we do with the the bones of ghosts? We find them, we salt them, we burn them. (laughs) We burn them. Salt and burn Except them. there's we a small them. problem. Holmes was buried in concrete. <laughs> inconvenient. Can yeah, we that's inconvenient. pause for a second? I love the way you say buried. Buried? You say buried. Isn't Every it, time it's buried. Fuck is you. That, is that how you say it? I've, I have always said buried. It's both? I just think it's so funny. I guarantee you there's going to be plenty of words in here I say that are going to tickle you. It just cracks me up. I'm like, buried. <laughs> um, so, obviously, can't kill him that way. So, they got to figure something else out. Well, then Sam realizes, hey, Holmes had this murder castle where he would keep people alive for days. So, the most recent victim might still be alive. So they start searching the walls, like inside, in between the walls of How this apartment building. Probably a sledgehammer. Who the fuck knows with these two? <laughs> like, also, are there gaps that big enough? Yes. In between walls? Yes. In all places, yeah. Yeah. Didn't you hear, like, the, like, there was, like, a, a, a true crime where the guy was actually living in the fucking walls? No, yeah. that stuff still happens. But yeah. When they say there's walls, I think, like, attic. No, no, no there's space. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, there's a large space between walls, especially in older buildings. I don't like that. So, oh, yeah. so they all start searching, and Joe, who is with them, happens to look the same as these female victims. Young, pretty, blonde hair. Well, her and Dean are searching in one of the wall spaces, and... Dean can't fit because he's huge, but Joe can. Broad shoulders. So, so mm-hmm. that and they're all fucking ginormous. <laughs> I mean, you would know because you've seen them in yeah. person. Okay, I'm 5'2. They're all over six foot. I'm tiny compared Ooh, to these people. So I have to wear <gasps> heels with them. Can you give me their your picture so I can put it on uh, yeah. the Instagram with them? Yeah. Great. So Joe continues on looking for, for where this girl might be. And there's black ooze, and Joe gets taken. So now they not only have to find this girl, but they absolutely have to find Joe because Ellen will murder the boys if her daughter does not come home. I mean, like any good mother. So they decide, hey, maybe there is some sort of underground room similar to Holmes' murder castle basement where he's keeping the girls till he does whatever he wants to them. So they discover there's an old sewer system under there. So you know how a lot of old sewer systems, they all come together, one room. Like the movie It? Yeah. (laughs) 
I was thinking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but okay. Yes! Cowabunga, dude. Our brains are not the same. <laughs> so they they find this sewer. They find this room. They find Joe and, and the missing girl. But they still have the problem of how they're going to deal with Holmes. So they decide they're going to use Joe as bait. So Joe sits alone by herself in this room waiting for Holmes to show up. So Holmes sh- finally shows up, boys burst in, shoot something on the wall, it drops a ring of salt around the room, pull Joe out. So now Holmes' ghost cannot get outside this ring of salt, but that's not going to stop him permanently. Anyone could come down there, find this, rainwater could wash the salt away. So just as in life, so as in death, they decide to fill that bitch with concrete and bury the fucker. Perfect. Wasn't that Dean's idea? I don't know whose idea it was, but Dean drove the truck. <laughs> That's yeah. all that matters. No, it wasn't his idea. <laughs> I, Dean has his moments. Listen. Dean definitely has his moments. I love Sam. I love all of them. I love you Sam. You need some moose. I need some moose. <laughs> I need some cuddles. All right. So, there's <sighs> a lot to go over, guys. Bear with me. So, Holmes. First, I'm going to cover from 1861 to 1882, which is Holmes' childhood. Herman Webster Mudgett was born in 1861 in Gilmanton, New Hampshire. Mudgett's parents were Levi Horton and Theodate Page Price. What are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I'm laughing because you go like normally this you're you holding a phone, and See? now that you're not, you're going. Every time you talk. Okay, I talk with my hands. Leave me alone. I, I love mean, it. I do too. It's just the same motion. You have to get on Patreon to see this. Just this lovely, like, here's the information. <laughs> here's the information. Here's the information. It's great. Um, Levi was known for being a strict disciplinarian. As a child, Mudgett was known for his fear of the local doctor, Dr. White. So one day, some local bullies being bullies, decide they're going to trap Mudgett in a room with a skeleton. Mind you, back in that day, they were real skeletons. They didn't have this fake shit. <laughs> no, it was too expensive. It was cheaper to buy the dead body. They, th- Yeah, so mm-hmm. like it was an actual human skele- skeleton. I almost said skeleton. <laughs> That's so too. like, why did they do that? Because they're bullies. Wait, but were they boys? Yes, yeah. they were boys. Boys they wanted to scare them. Shit. Like... Did he pee himself? No, actually, it worked against them. Oh, they were hoping myself. to scare him, and instead, this actual human skeleton fascinated young Mudget. It's just my stepmom. It's fine. It. No, no, I can vibrating. hear the vibration. Go you on. have to turn the vibrate off. Or put it on the bed where it won't vibrate. Yeah, there. So it's vibrate. Just turn off your phone. <laughs> Mine's on silent. Um, Your vibrator's on silent? I don't have a vibrator. (laughs) I'm a nun. What sex? So after this incident, it is believed that Mudgett began to tutor under Dr. White and start becoming much more fascinated with medicine, human body, things like that. How old was he? It did not actually say when this event took place. I just know it was sometime in his childhood. But old enough to study under a doctor. No, that came later. Well, I mean, like, he kind of started getting some, like, lessons from him, but I mean, this was the 80s. 
like the 1880s. I was like, the 80s weren't that long ago. Like, this is the 1880s, so I don't think they specifically had rules on how old you had to be for a doctor to start teaching you things. Yeah, because you died, like, at 12 anyway. (sighs) So speaking of that... (laughs) So during Mudgett's childhood, there were a surprisingly large number of unexplained child deaths. Mind you, at this time, murder was rare. Only one in 100,000 deaths were actually due to murder. Was he murdering children? Question mark? Okay. Cool. Great. So to have multiple children die to unknown circumstances is peculiar, especially if you know anything about the history of Holmes. Rat poison. Funny story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it is rumored that Mudgett killed his cousin, Mary Mudgett. She was found in her nightgown in the river. However, the only record available is of an Olin Mudgett, who is another cousin of Mudgett's, who drowned at age four, and Mudgett would have been 15. Proud of him. Now, mind you, during this time period, not all births, not all deaths were actually recorded. So, could, uh, could both of his cousins die? Absolutely. How were they not all recorded? Like, don't you have to... Not at that time. I mean, if if it's you live if, if you live out in the yeah. boonies, okay, and, then, yeah. and you're going to give birth, you're not making it all the way to town. You're going to give birth in your house and not. No, yeah, it. but if he's close enough to go to the doctor, that's why I was like, hold on, like, wouldn't his family probably be close to in town? Yeah, but it still might not have gotten recorded. It's not a major metropolitan area. Is yeah, what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's a country doctor. I still don't like that things weren't recorded. Well, there's rules. I'm sorry, they came later. Fuck. All right, so on July 8th, 1878, Mudgett married his first wife, Clara A. Lovering of Alton, New Hampshire. They had a child, but I could not find a name for that child. Now we're going to move into Holmes College years. So this is between 1882. So he had a baby then went to college? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Proud of him. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter for the men. So So you're not wrong. This is between 1882 and 1884. In 1882, Mudgett attends medical school in Burlington. Now, allegedly, during his time at Burlington, Mudgett got into a physical altercation with a roommate. Mudgett was known to be a highly intelligent individual and decides schooling Burlington isn't good enough for him. So Mudgett goes to the University of Michigan Medical School. While attending school, Mudgett begins using cadavers to commit insurance fraud. He did this by disfiguring and burning the bodies. It was at this same time that Mudgett really begins to heavily enjoy dissection on cadavers in class because... Now he's going to this bigger medical school. He can start doing dissections on cadavers. He's fascinated by it. So was he killing the people? What was he doing with them? Just burning No, them? These, these were just um, bodies he was digging up or cadavers he was stealing from the oh. school. Um, in fact... Grave robbing? And, well, here's the thing. It was kind of a rite of passage at the school to He's a haunted go bitch. dig up a body and bring it to the school as a cadaver to work on. It was a rite of passage at the school. 
I would be fucking pissed. Well, thank God they're not going to dig up your body and use it for science. You're good. I would haunt them with all of my ghost friends. Possible trigger warning. A classmate even mentions Mudget's excitement at being able to take home the cadaver of a baby to work on over the weekend. A baby is not a weekend project. For him, it was. It's like when we were in school and they gave us a robot baby and you had to keep it alive for a weekend. He had to make sure this thing was dead for a weekend. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't get that either. Oh, I went to a rich school and they literally gave us a $4,000 baby. We went to Catholic school. Yeah, well, I went to a rich school. And they gave us a $4,000 baby with a baby carrier and you had to be a parent for a weekend. I got an A+. plus. I did it four times. (laughs) It was an easy project. (laughs) It was also at this time that Mudget started finding his enjoyment in conning people and outsmarting them, proving how much smarter than other people he was. Because he thought highly of himself. I feel like if I thought I was really smart, I would do that. I could see that. Not going to lie. I'm, just gonna I'm not touching you. dead things. You girls are on your own. Uh, I hope you bury a body, but I'm not touching it. I'm not going to bury a body. I'm going to take it to a pig farm. <laughs> Uh, I just need strong men. Um, now, it is also believed that Mudget may have been physically abusing his first wife, Clara. No, really? No shit. Fucking piece of um, shit. So now we're starting to to also see um, these bursts of violence, th- these anger issues, so to speak. So in 1884, Mudget completes school and passes his medical exams. Now we have Mudget, the licensed doctor exactly what we need what was he a doctor in he was just a doctor general practitioner mm. yeah doctors back then i think kind of did all did of everything. it <laughs> at some point clara gets fed up with mudget and moves back to new hampshire with their child it didn't say why she's just like you know what because fuck she, you i'm going home she was sick of being beat possibly Maybe she was tired of his scams Have i don't a nice know life. maybe you're trying to murder me in my sleep i'll fucking know we'll get there so between now we're going from between 1885 and july of 1888 so mudget moves to chicago in 1885 and sets himself up as a pharmacist under the name henry h holmes it's the first time we see him change his name he begins working in a pharmacy owned by the holtons holmes befriends the holtons and eventually takes over the pharmacy sometime after this holtons mysteriously disappear Hmm. no idea where they went you mean they just, like, packed up in the middle of the night and left? No clue. They just gone. Yeah, that's what happened. Bye. <laughs> he murdered them. So now Holmes owns this pharmacy, and he's got this steady income. Which Wait, he, why does he own the pharmacy? Because, because he murdered he them. befriended the Holtons and got the Holtons to sign it over to them. How do you Before do they disappeared. He, he was considered to be a very charming individual. Most serial killers are. All right, wait, you're the sociopath, so you need to do this. You need to charm a business into giving us their space. It doesn't work that way anymore. Okay, so. Unless she shows titties. I was going to say, I can't charm, but I can use my sexual appeal. I'm good at that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can do that. (laughs) Okay. Um, okay, so now Holmes has this income. He's, he's starting to gain money from this pharmacy, and he uses it to purchase land down the street in December of 1886. This land will eventually be the site of the murder castle. Murder castle. On January 28th, 1887, Holmes marries 
Murda, his second wife. He's still married, by the way. So, but he changed his name, so he's really not. So, anyway, <laughs> listen, it's fine. <laughs> you just shush. So, it's her episode. Wait, doesn't the Myrtle Murder Castle sound like a really good like amusement park? They tried that. I think it would be fucking bomb. Can we make? Okay, so you know how like they have White Castle. Do you want to make Murder Castle? Yeah, we can make a restaurant. You want to sell hamburgers with little holes in them? Oh. You know what we're gonna we're gonna cover or wait this wait sandwiches that look like people people shaped sandwiches and you have to eat them come to the murder castle it's fun this is why we're not gonna get sponsors no <laughs> we're getting sponsors so so he marries Murda Z Belknap and they have a daughter named Lucy I love that name never mind meanwhile. Holmes is still married to Clara, as I mentioned. Now Myrna comes from a well-to-do family. So, of course, Holmes uses her money to finance construction of the murder castle. Does Myrna live in the murder castle? <laughs> I think she did. Oh, no, say it. She didn't get it. I think she did get it. She just doesn't think it as funny as you. I'm just it. trying to ignore her, so maybe I can get through a fucking paragraph. Yeah, let her, let her read. Listen, you gave me a pun. I had to take it. She's not wrong. Puns are encouraged on the, in the Macabre Academy. We like puns. So, Holmes is far more motivated to make money rather than murder. That's his whole thing. He just wants to make money. There's better ways. Now, in a terrible school, prostitute. He has already started to concoct this brilliant scheme using bodies for insurance fraud, as well as selling them to medical schools for, for the parts. So we, we're starting to see an MO form here. Body. Sell. Money. What better way to get a body than to murder people? There's other ways. She's so excited by this. Did you see her face like up? Like, Listen. that's how you get money. Dude, you murder yeah. people. Listen. I mean, it's a lot easier than trying to dig up bodies. You're not wrong. That's a lot of work. They're six feet under. It's and if the ground's deep. frozen, it's yeah. not a good. It's if not it's that deep. All right, so you're going to need to go dig a six-foot yeah, hole in my backyard. Six- I'm allergic to grass. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs will pee on it. It'll die. It'll be fine. Perfect. <laughs> so Holmes begins construction of the murder castle in 1887. Between 1886 and July of 1888, Holmes has various legal problems. Like, they're well-documented. Like, at least 60 in Chicago. I did not know that. Alone. So what he always tended to do is that he would purchase things on credit and not pay back. (laughs) We've all done that. I've not done that. Mm. I still owe a school $400. Then suddenly... There's like a giant paper trail entire time he's in Chicago till July 1888. What happens in July? Between July 1888 and early 1889, not a peep in Chicago. What else was going on between July of 1888 and early 1889 in the world? Oh, oh, who wants it? I can't think of the name. You don't remember? Oh, the Ripper. The World's Fair. No, No, that was 93. Jack the Ripper. Ripper. Oh, I wanted it to be the World's Fair. No, that's 93. We're going to get there. Damn. No, but we're going to the World's Fair. I'm usually the one with the dates, too. Like, I put World's Fair. I was surprised. Oh, that's that's all right. He disappeared? Ripper. I've I've got one later for you that I think you'll get. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Now, 
we're going to jump over the pond. We're going to we're going to discuss Jack the Ripper here for a second. This is getting. Deep. Why do we call the ocean the pond? That's what the British call it. Okay, yeah, but it's not a pond. It's That's a all. pond. So between July 1888 and 1889, Whitechapel. During this time, another famous killing spree took place. This time on the streets of London, Jack the Ripper. Now. H.H. Holmes' great-great-grandson, Jeff Mudgett, who is a former trial lawyer, who has convinced his great-great-grandfather was Jack the Ripper. So he gets help from a former CIA operative named Amaryllis. Love that name. Can never fucking remember it. Fox. Isn't that a name of the color of yellow? In yes. The, it is. In the bakery, Amaryllis Yellow. Is it spelled the same? Yes. Awesome. Proceed. Mm-hmm. So he gets her, and there is a um, there was a one season show on the History Channel called American Ripper. I watched that thing like six times. Six, six. six. I watched all episodes, all eight episodes, like six fucking times. That's all I've watched for a week. Oh, she did real research, people. Proud of her. This is not just Murderpedia. This is real. This makes me hot. Listen. No, Murderpedia I'm a, is good research. I am se- I am sexy for uh, dicks. Um, so 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 they go on on this escapade to attempt to try and, and find some hard evidence to link H. H. Holmes to Jack the Ripper. Now, mind you, I was skeptical when I first heard this because H. H. Holmes is my favorite American serial killer, and Jack the Ripper is my favorite British one. So I'm like, no, you've got to prove to me. Some fucking connection. Otherwise, fuck you. You're gonna have to prove it to me because I don't. I don't buy it right now. Oh, I buy it 100. percent I don't buy it. He's him. Why did he disappear for two years? Two years. Three years. Few months. Two years. It was a long fucking time. July 1888 to early 1889. <laughs> Couple months. Like well, years. that's like half a year. In all fairness, it's like seven years. But just split it down the middle. It's half a year. But in the 1800s. It was like seven years. So, London at the time was booming. And Whitechapel was the skid row of Victorian metropolis. It was very overcrowded. Sometimes 10 to 15 people living in a single fucking room. Like this size room? Yes. So it'd be hot and sticky like it is now. Yes. I would murder you. But mind you, it's heading into winter too. And it was very easy for foreigners to come in and go. It's a booming town. There's tons of people in London. Very easy for some foreigner to come over and just melt into the crowd. So it would not be unusual. Now, if you lived in Whitechapel, you had to pay for your bed. What easier way at the time, if you're a woman, to do so than to sell your body? You actually made a lot of money back in that day. How much money? $900 a week. Wait, like, from hell, they didn't even sell the whole body. Like, they just, like lifted the skirt yeah so, but, but basically prostitution yeah you I don't know like, do the business i'll show the, you a the easiest way to to make money if you were a woman was you go you prostitute yourself you get your money you go to the, to whatever room boarding house you get you buy your room you buy your bed you have you spend the night so there's lots of prostitutes and women were incredibly vulnerable you're young, you're out, you're prostituting. Very easy. I, hell, it, it's easy nowadays to pick up a woman rather than a dude. Yeah. You're not wrong. We're easy targets. Also during this time, and I want you guys to keep this in mind, you did not have to have ID to take a ship somewhere. You just had to give them a name. They were like, all right, name on. 
Oh yeah, they were like paper tickets and then they recorded whatever name you said yep. in the log. That's how that shenanigans on Titanic happened. Because he won his ticket in a poker okay. game and just popped on. Nowadays yeah. it'd be like, dude, where's your passport? Yeah. This isn't the name on the ticket. Exactly. Now, during this time, police were rigidly controlled and timed. So if if they knew Officer X was supposed to be at this spot at this time and he wasn't there, you got a fine. It was a whole big thing. Mm. And most, it took a police officer 15 minutes to walk his beat and return to the town center. And police schedules and routes were well known to the public. So public had easy access information to this. Like they never changed. It wasn't a secret. You knew when cops were coming and going. That's not safe. Nope. No, in fact, they tell women, change your schedule. Because if you have a stalker, you know what I mean? They'll, They'll time themselves to you and that's how you get nabbed. Mm-hmm. Like you need you to never fucking, go the same way twice. Nope. Right. Change that shit up. All right. Now we're going to cover the Ripper victims. The first Ripper victim was Mary Nichols, and she was found on August 31st, 1888 at 3.40 a.m. She was 47 years old. A beat cop discovered her body. She was stunned, and her throat was cut, and she was disemboweled, but no organs were removed. Question. If he left in July, does that give him enough time to get there? Yeah, it only took, the uh, steamships were used at this time, so it only took a couple of days. Okay, just making sure. The second victim was Annie Chapman. She was found on September 8th, 1888, so this is roughly a week later, at 6 o'clock in the morning. She was 47 years old. She had been strangled, throat cut, she was disemboweled, and her uterus was taken. Now, Annie had been seen drinking at a pub at 5.30 in the morning. Fun fact from the show, when they met with a historical person, they were drinking in the pub where she was drinking. Nice. Her body was discovered at 6 a.m. So he had about a half hour window, give or take, to do this. To remove a uterus? To strangle her, cut her throat, disembowel her, and take her uterus. I just want my uterus taken. How long do you think it would take him? Ten minutes? Uh, I don't know. Ten minutes? I mean, it's a lot faster for a C-section to go directly to the uterus. So what's the point of the disemboweling? Maybe he didn't know how to do that. Mm, we'll get there. Okay. Never mind. Now, at the time, London med- medical schools would look for specific body parts to use, most notably the womb. The coroner concluded Annie was killed specifically so her womb could be taken. Coroner at the time. All right, now we're going to get into three and four. This is the double whammy. These happened all on the same night, about 45 minutes apart. Proud of him. Number three was Elizabeth Stride on September 30th at roughly 1235 in the morning. Elizabeth's throat was cut, but the ripper is interrupted by an eyewitness before he can finish. So now you have this person who is murdering. He is building upon each victim. So far, he gets interrupted. So if there's an eyewitness, could they say how tall? We're going to get there. Okay, I'm done. Go ahead. So picture yourself as a serial killer. You're building your way up. You're you're having these murders. Each one is slowly escalating. You go to kill somebody. You get interrupted. Now you're mad. What are you going to go do? You're going to go find another one. You're going to take out. You're going to go find another victim. You're going to take out your aggression. No. Come to that person. Number four, Catherine. No, because it's it. It was a male eyewitness. Oh. You're not oh. going to go after the eyewitness. You're going to flee as fast as you can. Oh. So number four is Catherine Eddowes, and you will see an extreme escalation here. 
She was found on September 30th at roughly 1.45 a.m. Catherine is badly mutilated. She has cuts to her face, including an X. Part of her ear is removed. She was also disemboweled with her womb and a kidney removed. Now, number five. Now, all so far, all of these women have been outdoors. Number five is Mary Kelly. On November 9th, she was 25. She was murdered indoors, giving the Ripper more time. She had been flayed open in a dissection-esque style. Mary was so badly mutilated, she was only identifiable by her eyeballs. I feel like they could identify you by your eyeballs. Probably. She's got so many problems that there has to be pictures of her eyeballs somewhere. Oh, yeah. So yeah, retinal scans. Yeah, you would. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. Funny. There's there's this... Um, when I was a kid, they used to have to take pictures of the inside of my eye, so they had to inject me with this yellow dye that turned me jaundice for a couple of days. Yeah, so they'd be <laughs> able to identify her. So I just got to get rid of the eyes. Brandy! <laughs> You're on timeout. You know, I'm having a hard time with the eyeball things because I watched The Great on Hulu. Did you just watch that? Huh? I don't have Hulu. Long story short, I won't bore you, but in the middle of it, there's a giant banquet in this Russian hall, and they have Swedish soldiers' heads on the plates because the guy's crazy, and he's like, yeah, okay, everybody gouge out their eyeballs. So everybody in the party had to gouge out the eyes of the decapitated head in front of them, and you're looking at poor Catherine, who is the future queen of Russia, and she's like, oh, God, why? Uh, uh." All right, proceed. Now we're going to get into some of the suspects. Ooh, okay. Yeah, this is what I want to know. I want to know if like the height descriptions match and all this. Well, we're shit. not we're not going to get that into it yet. We're just going to get into Scotland Yard's theories at the time. Okay. Yeah, because you've not proved this to me yet. I want to hear it. The Ripper murders were the first to be classified as the work of a serial killer and set the model for later police investigation. In fact, the Ripper murders were the first to introduce crime scene photography. Fun fact for you guys. That's why there's pictures. You're super proud about that. She is. She did. She did like a little shimmy She's in her like, shoulders. There's pictures of the eyeballs. There's pictures. no. There is a picture of Mary Kelly flayed open. Oh, <sighs> not in color. I wish we could put that on social media, but we can't. It's not in color. We're still not allowed. You'd get flagged. Um, at this time, there were no forensics, so police relied heavily on eyewitness accounts, and there were 13 eyewitness accounts of Jack the Ripper in total. Most notably was the Batty Street Lodger. It's not DDY, it's TTY. A border owner claims that an American lodger of hers left the morning following the double event. In the lodger's room is found a black medical bag with a knife and blood-stained cuffs. The landlady claims that 25 years later, she sees the same man. But mind you, it's 25 years later. Most of us can't remember what we did a week ago. You're not wrong. How the fuck she remember? I mean, but that might be something you remember. Yeah, but your face ages over time. You got more wrinkles. You you might man, they, what? There's beard hot, right? Like one day you're wearing a stylish mustache, and the day you're not. Oh my god! So there was this guy at work who I wanted to fuck, but he was only hot with his hat on. Yeah, hat hot. And I was like, oh, you're bald. See, my husband is beard hot. If he doesn't have the beard, he has a weak chin. There's nothing there. Oh. I love you. I love my husband, Joe, but the man does not have a strong chin. That's fair. Neither do I. No, but I don't know. Women, that's desirable. That's a softer feminine face. I look like a toe. 
she surprised herself when she said it. <laughs> you can tell that was a no-filter moment. It just left her face. <laughs> she goes, like, like, I'm looking down, and like, what do I look like? I'm tall. <laughs> I've been told that so many times. I'm sorry. Do, we, do either of you happen to know who two famous suspects were? For Jack the Ripper? I don't know. Without looking at my paper. <laughs> I can't see your paper. I'm blind. Um, the husband did it. No. <laughs> the butler? Prince Albert Edward Victor. Wait. Prince? Prince. Prince. Is he a doctor? Yeah, wait. Well, why is wait, he? Wait, what was he a prince of? London. I'm right. pretty certain he was a British prince. I, I don't know why. I just wrote these down because I thought they were neat. Especially because I, I bet you this other one gets gets the two of you. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. Was it the king? Lewis Carroll. Night. Twas the night. No, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Well, he was fucked up. He was. I'll give it to him. <laughs> but I was like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> wait, he wrote other famous things. Oh, wait, I just know him for Alice in Wonderland. Oh, it's going to bother me now. Google. We're going to Google? Yeah, that's but good. why the hell do they think it's Lewis Carroll? I don't know. I decided not to get into it. I figured if you guys wanted to look it up or we could leave that as something for, for a Patreon to give us. Lewis Carol. I could have swore he wrote a Christmas thing. Please tell me I'm I'm not that kind of crazy. You might be. I might be that kind of crazy. I'm that kind of crazy. Yeah. Nope. It's all Alice in Wonderland shit. Proceed. Oh. Do you want to know why? Why? So it's because that, like, he was hinted at being physically abused by the older boys at school and suffered a psychotic break. So, that, oh, okay. like, if he suffered the psychotic break, that might cause him to murder people. Now, police at the time believed that Jack the Ripper, because of the way these murders happened, the, the removing of the organs, police suspected that Jack the Ripper... Uh, used a surgical knife on his victims. And at the time, surgical kits were expensive and not easy to come by. You couldn't just walk down to a store and buy one. Police also believed that Jack the Ripper had to have medical knowledge in order to locate and remove organs. They even suspected that an American doctor could be the Ripper. But have they narrowed it down to specifically American? Probably because, get like, to that. the okay. different medical types. Nope. Oh, because, like... British doctors don't use the same kind of technique as we do. Even to this day, different countries do things different ways. But that wasn't why. Right. Well, what does the research say? Gonna get there. So now we have some coincidences popping up between Holmes and Jack the Ripper, but no actual evidence putting Holmes there. Um, They believe Jack the Ripper might have been a doctor, had a medical kit. Holmes is a doctor, has a medical kit. Knows how to dissect bodies. So... We need proof that sometime during this time period, Holmes went over to London, right? Yeah. I'm still waiting on the heights to match. Ship manifests. We've got ship manifests. How do you know it's not an alias of his using one of his preferred... We've got Herman Holmes 31, H. Holmes 36, and most notably, Holmes' most often used alias, Alex Gordon... 24 for leaving from Liverpool to Philly in December, shortly after the last Ripper murder. Well, what else do you use that alias for? Because that seems like off the wall. That could be anybody. He used his all, he had a whole list of different aliases. 
like right. tons. He used them for all sorts of different con schemes, getting places without being tracked. But how are you going to tell me, okay, that was his alias. What if that's my real name? I'm going to tell you guys this right now. This is all circumstantial evidence. Okay. Fair. We're Everything that I have from here is unfortunately circumstantial evidence. Holmes was very good about covering his tracks. And even today, it has been difficult because even on the show, they were trying to find some sort of hard proof. They wanted to dig under where, under where the murder castle used to be. But it's a post office. The post office says you're not fucking up the mail for that. Actually, I do know somebody in life that's a sociopath that's really good at covering their shit like this. Like, I, 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 I buy that. That's probably the most compelling thing you've told me thus far, in all fairness. Because I'm like, we're, I know a guy. I was going to say, we're going to get there. Yeah. But this is going to start off slow and it's going to build. I'm, I'm listening. I'm along for the ride. Now, mind you, during this time, traveling by ship in December was dreadful. So you're not going from London to America I in swear. December unless you fucking have to. <laughs> so we're going to assume that Holmes was over there and he had to leave for a reason. Yeah, he was going to get caught, right? So now if we look at it, you if, if we look at this without the names, we just look at the progression of a serial killer. Let's assume Holmes murdered his cousins. So we have possible killing in a young age, school, fits of violence. You're starting to see this MO happen and a gradual incline. And even... In the Jack the Ripper mur- murders, you see this escalation. An escalation like that doesn't normally just fucking stop. You either get picked up by police, you're put in a lunatic asylum, or you go somewhere the fuck else and keep doing it. Like mm-hmm. something happens to you. You don't just, you know, have this one last count and go, okay, I, I think that's enough. Five seems like a good one. <laughs> so in the Ripper case, he sent a letter. I'm going to get there. Okay. Like we can't. Okay. That's fine. I'll ask my question when you get there. It's like evidence. I'm just looking at your face wondering if you need a Benadryl. I might. Okay. I'm like itching. You see it? I see it. I'm about to get her the Benadryl. You know she takes like 12 and I have them upstairs. Now, all the Ripper victims were strangled, showing that the killer wanted to avoid a struggle, meaning they didn't get off on watching their victims suffer. They, They wanted to kill them, get the act done and over with, do whatever after the body was dead. They didn't want to watch. There's no evidence of gratification from the physical murder. Exactly. So nothing was taken, no trophies were taken, nothing like that. Exactly. Like, the only thing taken were the organs believed to be sold sellable at medical schools to make money. Makes sense. Okay, I'm with you. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Mm-hmm. Evidence. Okay. So the first bit of evidence we have is a shaw of Catherine Meadows that may contain DNA. A man by the name of Hayes owned the entire shop because his great uncle was a police officer at the scene of Catherine's murder. And for some unexplained fucking reason, decides, hey, this Shaw from this dead woman, that seems like a good fucking family heirloom. So I'm just going to take it and give it to them. Yeah, that's how that happened. 1800s. That's it. 1800s. This is how we claim. This is how shit gets haunted. Do you want to have a haunted shot? Because this is how you have a haunted shot. (gasps) Is that why I'm haunted? Maybe. You think someone gave me something haunted? Possibly. (laughs) Yeah, your genetics. True. (laughs) (laughs) Have either of you watched Repo? Yes. I'm infected by your genetics. (laughs) 
<laughs> Wait, you need to sing that louder so we can make a ring. No. Yeah, I want a ringtone of it. No. Sound Maiden, please take take no. a clip of that and put it on the Patreon, please. Please, they have my singing. It's your turn now. Nope. I love how nobody wants my singing. I want your singing, but you need to sing something embarrassing first. You haven't done it yet. I thought I did it at one point. I don't think you did. No, I guess I didn't. So, here's where things get a little tricky. Because um, okay. at some point, Hayes cuts out two pieces of the Shaw. So, why would it have his DNA on it? Did he get, like, accidentally nicked, or...? So there was blood on it, believe from the victim. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just saying it may contain DNA. It was on her. Whoever killed, when Jack the Ripper killed her, grabbed her. He might have brushed against it. He could have touched it. He could have sweated on it, dropped hair on it. Who the fuck knows? But they didn't keep it in a sterile environment for the time. So that it that's the thing of it. Oh, okay. That's the thing of it. Her face is otherwise. I'm, I'm in. It's not valid. So. He cuts out, Hayes cuts out these two pieces. Now, again, it's not in any sort of sealed container, so anybody could have fucking touched this cloth. Plus, it ends up at some motherfucking antiques place. <laughs> like, these two swatches in a frame end up at some fucking antique place where this couple buys it. I would buy it. I've seen dead shit from saints in thrift shops or in uh, antique stores. Especially in the South. This is interesting. What antique stores are you going to? They were in, like, the fucking hills of North Carolina. Okay, no, you need to yeah, find no, that one makes here sense. because I want some haunted shit. You're already haunted. <laughs> Let's just add to it. <laughs> I'm accepting. So you want to go break into the, the, the haunted museum of the cursed objects and take something? I don't want to take something. I want to buy something. We'll give her Robert, Robert the doll. No, bitch! <gasps> yes! No! Fuck you. No, we don't fuck with dolls. We don't fuck with dolls. We're done. Thank you. Goodbye. We're done. We don't fuck with dolls. I didn't even have time to process it. You were already reacting. No. Hi. I'm upset because they scared me with a doll. Will you love me? Okay. She's talking to my dog, by Jeff the way. Jeff Mudgett oh, and Am- Amaryllis Fox borrow the two swatches off this couple and do DNA analysis. Now, during the DNA analysis, they do find a, a Y sample. So they find a male sample on it. Y chromosome. But it doesn't match Mudgett's. That don't, that don't prove shit, though. Because if it's not like, so your maternal DNA stays with you forever. But does your paternal DNA stay? It does if you're a dude. Yeah. yeah. Because you can track the maternal DNA from a man. So, like, it's in your, it's, like, in there. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you can track, like, back generations of women. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know if it's the same for. I think they could do patriarchal dating I, as well. I think okay. so. I think so. I don't know if a, if a, if a, patri- like, a. Listener wants to correct us on that one because I'm I'm ready to get in the hot mess express again. That's oh, cool. Same, bro. Yeah. So time. so while this does not prove that Jeff's DNA is on there, Holmes' DNA is on there, it doesn't disprove it either because again, Ripper might not have touched the Shaw, might not have gotten DNA on the Shaw, or over the years it could have just become contaminated with other people's DNA. I mean, someone cut it up. It's gonna become. And, like, it wasn't the full shawl. So, like, those two pieces might not have had it, but, like, exactly. what about the rest of the damn thing? Why would they cut it up? What the fuck is wrong with them? Who knows? So now we're going to get to the Ripper letters. 
Okay. There are two letters that are considered to be authentic. And the letters were sent to the media in order to use press to boast about the murders. Do you have copies of them? I'm going to read them. (laughs) Fuck yeah. So, first we have the Dear Boss letter. Dear Dear Boss. That's you should read as. that to Brandy because she's your boss. boss. That's what it's known as, your yeah. boss letter. Turn and read it to Brandy because she's your boss. She's like, all right, bear with bitch. me. This is 1800s lingo. Do you want me to read it? No. <laughs> I, we already learned what the promo. <laughs> what Listen, Brandy's reading looks like. Fuck you. You <laughs> <laughs> usually do. <laughs> This is way much more fun when we're all in a room. Isn't it? <laughs> it's hard. Are you bringing up pictures of dicks? No, I was checking my text messages to make sure it wasn't anything important. Oh, You're podcasting. It's not important. It wasn't a dick pic. It's not you don't know that. I know that. What if my grandma would have just died? You'd have felt bad. <laughs> is your grandma still alive? Yes. Okay, sorry. All right, it's Am hers. I the only one with all dead grandparents? No, mine all died. Oh, dope. Great. Fuck you, Justine. It's her episode. Let her read her damn letter. I want to hear it. <laughs> Dear boss, I keep on hearing the police have caught me, but they won't fix me just yet. I have laughed when they look so clever and talk about being on the right track. That joke about leather apron gave me real fits. I am down on whores and I shan't quit ripping them till I do get buckled. Grand work the last job was. I gave the lady no time to squeal. How can they catch me now? I love my work and want to start again. You will soon hear of me with my funny little games. I saved some of the proper red stuff in a ginger beer bottle over the last job to write with, but it went thick like glue and I cannot use it. Red ink is fit enough, I hope. Ha ha. The next job I do shall clip the lady's ear off and send to the police officers just for jolly, wouldn't you? Keep this letter back till I do a bit more work, then give it out straight. My knife's so nice and sharp, I want to get to work right away if I get a chance. Good luck. Yours truly, Jack the Ripper. Don't mind me giving the trade name. P.S. Wasn't good enough to post this before I got all the red ink off with my hands. Curse it, no luck yet. They say I'm a doctor now. Ha ha. So wait. <laughs> so if he was a doctor, he would know that blood thickens. It would coagulate. Yeah, he yes, would know that's that. the word I couldn't think of. You went to nursing. Coagulate is like no, it's a weird word. I don't like it. I blocked. Is that it like word moist? <laughs> moist. <laughs> Stop, I don't want to throw up on my bed. Please coagulate. don't see moist. <laughs> <laughs> but see here's the thing okay so he is deliberately trying to play games with the media and with the police no wait back back up so the ripper has written notes my only question is has is there notes that holmes wrote that's where i was getting to gonna get to that oh great all right i'm gonna get into all i love that she prepared herself for my question oh yeah oh yeah because i thought the same thing i was like hold on handwriting (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah no trust me Okay. So here's, here's a couple interesting facts about the Dear Boss letter. It was the first one signed Jack the Rober coining the name. He gave himself the damn name. Like BTK picked his own name. It's stupid. You shouldn't get to pick your own name. Also, Listen, we're going to talk about BTK later. 
It Fuck mentions him. the ear removal of the fourth victim before it happens. So it's predicting. So he planned it. He's premeditating. He's mm-hmm. showing that he's premeditating. Because a lot of people believe that Jack the Ripper was just a spree killer, and he wasn't. He premeditated all these murders. You can tell that by the fact that the police were so strictly regulated, he would have had to. Mm-hmm. He would have had to know when cops were coming and going in order to get away with this. Huh. Point. Now we're going to get into the Saucy Jack letter, which I fucking love that name. The Saucy Jack letter. Is that like I'm Jack's raging colon? Like I don't know. It reminds me of a handsome Jack from Borderlands. I don't know why. Saucy Jack reminds me of handsome Jack from Borderlands. I immediately went Fight Club with that and your Borderlands with that. Borderlands. What do you get out of Saucy Jack? Sassy gay man. All <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing is like sassy gay man writing this letter like girl. All right, well, let's hear what it says. Imagine that it's a flamboyant gay man speaking the words. I was not codding, dear old boss, when I gave you the tip. You'll hear about Saucy Jack's, Jackie's work tomorrow. Double event this time. Number one squealed a bit, couldn't finish straight off. Ha, not the time to get ears for police. Thanks for keeping the last letter back till I got to work again. Jack the Ripper. Definitely a sassy gay man. You want to know the bullshit about and this fucking letter? Jackie. You want to know the fucking bullshit about this guy? I want to know. Tell me. There was a motherfucking fingerprint on it. Oh, she's excited. Do we still have the fingerprint? No. You know why? Because even though they have a copy of the letter, it's only a copy of the letter. The actual letter was lost to history. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> why was it lost? Fuck I don't the know. Police. That's it why. could be somewhere. It could just be completely lost. So somebody could have thrown it away. Exactly. Or burned it. You, they have no clue what happened to the original or, letter. It's or bullshit. maybe it was a police officer and he was hiding it and That's he got true. rid of the letter. Oh, yeah, get rid of evidence. Because think about it. If a police officer knew his own route, he could kill them and then just go back to his route. Or if he made enough money, he could have paid off the person to get rid of the evidence. That's true, too. These are good theories. Well, no, but he didn't like being parted from his money, from what I remember of H.H. Holmes. Oh, no. Oh, no. He he wanted his money. Yeah. Okay. We're so actually not- going to get into that. That plays a part later on. Okay. Yeah. Proceed. So Jeff and Amaryllis decide to take copies of both the Jack the Ripper letters to top UK linguists. The linguists identify some of the language in the writing as an American writer. Because How? different slang. Dear boss, specifically. It was a much more American term than a British one at My the time. My stepdad still used that. He'll meet you and be like, hey boss, I have to ask you a question. Like, he still uses it. Same with fix me, shan't quit. And right away, they are much more American terms than UK terms. So if somebody, yes. I'm using that word from now on. So so if this would have been somebody from London, instead of saying right away, they would have written straight away. Mm, mm -hmm. That's how they could tell that it was probably penned by an American. Unless they were smart enough to try to trick them. Oh, but I'm going to buy it. I'm going to give it to her. All right, here we go. They also take the letters to two forensic document examiners to compare Jack's handwriting with Holmes. Yes, this is the part I want. Handwriting is as unique as a fingerprint. Mm -hmm. However, 
the results were inconclusive because Holmes changed his handwriting over I the years. I was going to say, if you look at my notebook right here, different handwriting on like every page. You know what doesn't change though is like me, right? Taking my notes. I'm very heavy handed when I press the pen to the paper. Okay. I was going to say. Some people like, are very wispy and light. So some mm-hmm. things don't change. Like yeah. I changed the way I make my Y's and my G's over the last 10 years, but I'm using the same amount of pressure. And a really good handwriting analysis person can still see those things. But, like, do you see what I mean? Like, Yeah, you write lighter than me. And then this one's, like, small and sloppy. Same person, same handwriting. Right. But different. Your pressure's the same. You're still making ease the same way just because it's a little straighter. It's You could put your piece of paper next to my piece of paper. Oh, and we wouldn't be able to tell. You'd be able to tell, like, in a heartbeat. So, because of this... The results were inconclusive, um, unfortunately. Here's the one I love. Okay. Okay. Jeff and Amaryllis decide that what they're going to do is take the 13 eyewitness accounts and they are going to use modern technology to bring up a modern day photo of Jack the Ripper. Tell me you have it. What do you yeah, mean I'm modern trying to find day? It. Like a re- rec- recreation. Recreation. How? From what? Techno- from the, uh, the the 13 eyewitness accounts. Describing Jack the Ripper. They're going to give it to a forensic like sketch, artist. sketch artist, and she's going to use modern technology to attempt to draw a picture. Now, mm. I know I saved a photo. But they can do that with, like... But, of course, it's not in here. If you only have a me. skull, they can recreate your face, your hair, literally everything, and it'll look just like you. Science. Science. So I'm going to bring it up because this is... We got to put that on Instagram. Haunting. Yep. You got to send it to me. And Twitter. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm getting better at the tweeting. Follow us on Twitter. I talk a lot on Twitter now. She does. It's mostly sh- so shameless self-promotion. Fair. Follow us on Facebook. I'll talk to you. Let me see if, if I... To me, be nice to me. I can find it again. I might be nice to you. I'm not the nice one. So after Very dramatic. they're in this room and they, they, they get the modern day photo from this sketch artist of mm-hmm. Jack the Ripper, they decide, hey, we've got this picture of H.H. Holmes. We're going to put it them up next to Am each other. Am I going to shit myself? Shut the fuck up, right? Justine. Right? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut no, the fuck him. up. That's him. That's goddamn close. Steph, if you tell me that's not him, I'm going to punch you. Mustache. It's the only thing that's the same. Give me that. No. Thing. No. No, the face is wider. The cheekbones are set differently. Uh, oh. yeah. That mustache was incredibly popular, and that's covering a third of your face. Right, but here's my thing. That's a third of your face, so a From third of the eyewitness details. testimony, though, they have, that's pretty damn close. Uh, eyewitnesses, back in the 1800s, they made it look pretty damn close. Yeah, and I almost guarantee <clears throat> that they did not give this sketch artist a picture of Holmes first. How, yeah. When have you not seen a picture of Holmes? How many times have you seen Holmes? A lot. I couldn't draw him from memory, though. And so then how did the eyewitness draw him from memory? Your memory's flawed. No. This is like in the police report. So like you see someone, you're like, oh, he had wide set eyes, a long nose, and a mustache. How many, like, how many serial killers, I'm going to be an asshole, but how many serial killers got away because the victim remembered the wrong fucking color of the car? That drove away. Right. I've heard of that all the time. Eyewitness memories is flawed. Right. But. And they don't look the same to me. (laughs) 
up Brittany's face. Bitch, hold you know on. what? I'm just gonna let you be annoyed. <laughs> no, hold on. Like, I'm zooming in. So the nose is a little bit longer, but the hat's down lower on his eyes. If I put on a mustache and a hat, I would look like that. Fucking prove it. Okay, I will. I'll dress <laughs> up like Holmes. No, put some hat gonna... on and draw a fucking. Well, mustache. you know what? You know what we should do? We should we should put this on for for our listeners or our Patreons yeah. and let them vote on it. I'm telling you, you lengthen this mustache, you have Holmes. No, Justine. What? Am I wrong? I mean, I I thought I thought it was damn close, guys. Uh, I I thought I'm all right. things considered, it was damn close. I'm gonna take a selfie. I'm gonna okay. draw a mustache on the hat. But wait, also listen. What if like they just gave these descriptions to this person, didn't tell them what the case was, didn't tell them who they were drawing, just said these are the descriptions I'm gonna give you. I want you to draw it. It looks like a popular hat, and a popular I, mustache at the time. I I am going to encourage you both. After She's so this. mad at me. I've never seen Brandy mad at me before. Whether, this is new. Whether I, I can, I know I don't have to convince Brandy, but whether or not I convince you, I highly suggest you both go and watch this. It's pretty fascinating. I don't have cable. It's on the internet. It's on YouTube. Okay. How the fuck do you think I watched it? <laughs> I'm just letting you know I'm a broke bitch. I, I need more evidence. Cable. Okay. It's from the 1800s, not getting fucking evidence. She has more no, in the notebook. No. There's like yeah, seven pages. Oh yeah, I do. I, I got one real kicker at the end. So now we have some some wild coincidences between Holmes and Jack the Ripper. We've got the ship manifest with uh, one of Holmes' most used alibi or aliases returning to America shortly after the, the last murder. So that's, that's where we're going to pick up. Spring of 1889. I have a question. Did his alibis ever come from the people he murdered? No. Okay. Or at least not that I, I found. Okay. So he's just making up these names. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was intelligent. He was an intelligent man. I mean, I understand that, but I was like, oh, like, you got a lot of names. Mm-hmm. Maybe I kill you. He had a lot of schemes. <laughs> so in the spring of 1889, contractors are hired to build Murder Castle. Holmes constantly changes construction crews, so no one knows the full layout of the castle. It sat on the corner of 63rd and Wallace. The first floor had shops. The second floor had rooms designed specifically to disorient people. One room had five doors. Some of the doors had brick walls behind the doors, etc. It was just to confuse people. Like a labyrinth. Yes, like a labyrinth. Mm -hmm. I would fucking cry. On the third floor is where Holmes rented rooms. These rooms were lined with asbestos in order to block sound. Because Holmes also had gas lines running into these rooms. This way, Holmes could pump in a colorless, odorless gas while the guests slept. The gas would slowly shut down the nervous system, allowing him to kill them in their sleep and then do what he wanted with them. How did he take them there? Um, so, the way he got them down into the basement was from the roof to the basement, ran a greased body chute. Like my vagina. We planned that. <laughs> Oh my God, you guys, life has changed drastically for all of us. Everyone's stuck inside, many with kids or pet underfoot, and the uncertainty of each and every day can cause stress beyond reason. 
So let's take some time to be kind and treat yourself, especially to some happy adult fun time. If you're looking for a book that draws you in and gets your blood stirring, I would like to call your attention to Strands of Solace, Rewoven by Cheryl Sukachek. For all of you nerdy witches out there, this story unfolds with the classic feel of a Dungeons & Dragons campaign, an epic quest to recover a magic sword in a vibrant new world brought to you by a truly gifted author. Enjoy memorable characters with complex relationships and some scorching scenes that make it an adult playground. You might need to take a shower to cool down, or can you take the heat? Find this sultry tale only on Amazon and Amazon Kindle now. I pushed out babies. It's a greased body shoot. I just wanted to see Brandy's face. I'm proud of you. (laughs) I couldn't figure out how that connection was made. I pushed bodies out of the greased shoot. That's how babies are born. I understand that. Ironically, how these people go to their death, too. So, well, they're full circle. Dead. Yeah. Full circle. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Holmes used this to drop bodies into the basement, and in the basement were acid baths, quick a quick lime bath, which, as a chemist, Holmes would have known covered smell, and a crematorium. Even I know that. Here's the thing with the crematorium, <coughs> though. Holmes couldn't completely burn the bodies back then. So he definitely had to, like, bury some. Oh, uh, why could he not completely? Because it's wood. You can, it would take a lot of fucking wood to get a wood oven right, but hot enough chemist. and keep it high way. enough. Not at the time. No, nah, technology was rudimentary. So it's rudimentary, my dear Brandy. Thank you for that. You're welcome. So, the Connors are considered to be the first of the alleged castle murders. Julia Connor kept the books at the castle and started an affair with Holmes right under her husband's nose. Mm -hmm. Now, for one reason or another, the husband eventually leaves and Holmes kills Julia and her daughter, Pearl. Holmes claimed that Julia died in an abortion. Pearl may have been buried in the basement of the castle. A machinist claims he bought several bodies off Holmes to be turned into skeletons for medical schools. One of the bodies is believed to be Julia's and was flayed open, similar to Mary Kelly. Wait, wait, where's, where's the, where's, where's the proof? What proof? You just said that similar to Mary Kelly. Because they have pictures of Mary Kelly. Yeah. I'm sure someone saw Julia's. The, the machine is so as. Is there a picture of Julia's body? No. Damn. But the machine is said. The ma- as once the, what happened in the murder castle was discovered, a machinist came forward and was like, hey, by the way, Holmes gave me, sold me some of these bodies. I thought he cleaned the skeletons himself sometimes. Sometimes, but not always. Ah, uh, okay. That's a lot of work. Um, he probably didn't get enough money for it. No, you could make pretty, fairly decent money off body parts, depending on what you were selling, what they, um, they wanted. Okay. Well, maybe the bitch didn't have the body parts. Like me. No one wants mine. During 1891, Holmes takes a trip to New York where he stays at the Astor House. At the same time Holmes is there, a body is discovered just a few miles from the Astor House. The female was strangled, her throat cut, she was disemboweled. An X is found cut into her back. Classic Jack the Ripper MO. 
Yeah, I was going to give you disembowelment, but I understand the purpose of disembowelment. Why? It's more graphic. It's more disgusting. Shock value? And it's more fun. Think about it this way. For the Jack the Ripper murders. Possibly a doctor. I mean, that's a lot of tubing to pull out of a Think about it this way. That's deep. You disembowel him, and then you jump rope with it. (laughs) I'm just saying it's very time-consuming to pull all that out because it's by... But if he was looking for certain organs... You know, I guess I need an anatomy lesson. Yeah, like, so, like, you look. can get to the organs. Like, if I'm going to cut open and find a kidney, I'm not going to cut open, like, all the way down. I'm going to cut to where the kidney's at. So why not just roll the body over and pull it out because the back? Because you don't pull it out the back. You pull everything out the front. But, so if he wants to, one, be graphic, two, wants to get the kidneys, but maybe wants to get other organs, too, it's easier to just take out the bowel. And, like, to disembowel, you can literally pick up the bowel. You don't have to pull the feet out very dramatically, like the think, cell, like no. snowy. Okay. Like you think, can pick it think, up and like you'll struggle, but you can pick it up and take it out. Think mm. about it this way: I clearly never have done a dissection of any living creature ever. I did of a rat. I never had and to. A snake and I and don't a dog. want to. Dog. It was vet tech school. The dog died. We had to find out why the dog died. Don't say oh, that. It was an autopsy. It was a dog autopsy. Don't let Coco hear you. That is so sad. She's on the yeah. floor. My poor dog. Don't you dare. Poor... She's not going to cut you open, babe. I didn't She's say not. I was going to cut her open. Cut I her said open I got to be present in a class where we did an autopsy on a dead dog. In vet tech school. I would have cried. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I mean, like, listen, I couldn't. That's why so I wasn't a surgical tech. Think about it this way. Let's assume... Holmes is Jack the Ripper. What's he very good at doing? Dissecting people. What does he enjoy doing? Dissecting people. No, he enjoys disembowelment. What's he going to do? He is going to cut them open in a dissection format and remove the organs. All right. You know how to dissect someone? No. Mm. I think I could do it, but no. You should go to mortuary school if this school through the the box store doesn't work out. Okay. I want to hear more about the Jack okay. because there's a lot of material. I still see pages. Police in New York were so convinced that this was a Jack the Ripper killing, they had Scotland Yard come over and investigate. No shit. Wow, Holmes is there. This all happened while Holmes was in New York. Wow. Coincident? I think not. Wait. That's because you I want thought to he was in it. Chicago. No, see, I didn't want to believe it until I watched this damn show, and I was like, fuck you guys. You're going to have to send me a link. He was, but he he went to New York in, I think it was 91. For the World's Fair? No, on a business trip. Oh, okay. Like, just, like, a, just a short business trip. Like, he, he, it will come into play later. Okay. But he, he, Holmes ends up moving around quite a bit. Okay. He is no stranger to just picking up and leaving. That's fine. I just got confused. Now, shortly before the World's Fair in 93, Holmes hires Ben... Heitzel to add the third floor to the murder castle, and the castle is completed in time for the World's Fair. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good times. So, 1893, World's Fair. It's the 400th celebration of Columbus discovering the Americas. In the 1983 World's Fair was the showcase of technology for the time and set a new global standard. During the World's Fair, the Ferris wheel, washing machine, and moving sidewalk were introduced. Here's my favorite fact about the World's Fair. Great. The electric light 
was introduced at this World Fair. And Edison and Tesla had a bidding war for the rights to light the fair, and Tesla won. The white glow created from the lights earned the 1893 Chicago World Fair the nickname The White City. I am so hot for you right now. (laughs) That was fucking facts on point. Like, I am legit wet with excitement. Like, that is so good. I was was like, I fucking love this. She did her research. I did. I was like, I need to put all, I was like, I need to put this in here. Wait, I've got, but wait, there's more. Okay, I'm, I'm in. I'm so in for this, this journey we're on. Do you know how many people were possibly at this World's Fair? A lot. 27.3 million tickets were sold. There were that many people yeah. in the world? How could it fit? Well, no, they can fit in a town. That's a thing. There's how many the, people? The, the World's, <laughs> the, 90, the Chicago 1983 World's Fair was essentially a city in a city. Yeah, sounds like it. It became a city in, in a city. Oh my God. Could you imagine if the summer uh, arts festival in Pittsburgh had 27 million people in it and it's that fucking hot? This, I would move away. This is basically compared to like an Olympic, Olympic event. Mm-hmm. Now now let's, let's think about this. Let's just assume right now that, that Holmes is Jack the Ripper. Starts off young drowning his his cousins moves on to medical school discovers this way of collecting insurance money with bodies decides hey i've already killed people i'm going to change my mo i'm going to to dissect people goes over to london starts learning hey do it outside oh get this next one now we're inside we've discovered inside works better what better way to kill people Cut them up for their body parts in private, then to build your own fucking murder castle to do it. Progression. It's all. But like, so if he didn't want to spend his money, did he pay these contractors? Probably not. No, he didn't pay people back for fucking shit. No, I heard that he would like hire people and fire them really quickly, so he didn't have to pay them, and then nobody knew. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. He would hire and fire them constantly. Okay. Yeah, on credit. Now, <laughs> it's like Rena Center on steroids. Here's the shit of it. Holmes Murder Castle is only two miles from the fair. You could see the Ferris wheel from his hotel. I don't like Ferris wheels. Me no neither. Reason. I am terrified of Ferris wheels. My that should be them. the phobia for this episode. Maybe next I have one. not. I have not found found phobia of Ferris wheels. While I'm I have found some I'm oddly specific it. ones. That is not one I've come across yet. We need to find this. Don't worry, I'm looking. All right, listen, I want to hear the story, though. Go ahead. Does anybody else know what was going on during this time period? And I triple-checked this. And if you don't get this one, I'm going to be disappointed in you. Wait, what's the date? So so this is like the the late, this is the, the late 1880s, 1893, around that time period. My mind went to Civil War, but I don't think that's right. Because that's 1887. For Civil War. Fuck. What else is going on in America right now? Slavery. Women's suffrage. Oh! Oh, damn! Women! How do we not know this? No! That's why I was like, if she don't get this, I'm gonna be disappointed. Because she made me do... She told me to do women's suffrage for my history homework. And she was reading it to me. I should have fucking remembered. Damn the alcohol. Damn it to hell. I forced her to do that subject, too, because I'm like, it'll be good for you. Yeah, see, it was good for me. (laughs) 
triple check this three times to make sure I didn't have the dates wrong. I believe you. So we've got women's suffrage going on during the Chicago World Fair. So there is an expansion in women's education. Women are looking to leave their small towns, go to the big cities, get jobs, get educations. What are they going to do? They're going to flock to Chicago for the World's Fair, try and get jobs. Thousands of women came to Chicago, and more than 5,000 women worked in brothels in Chicago's red light district, just five miles from the castle. Easy cash. Here's the kicker. Homes owned property all over Chicago. Guess where one of those properties was? A block away from the red light district. (laughs) Oh, snap. Now, they did this on the show. They showed a graph, and they went through records. It was quite beautiful. Between 1886 and 1893, the time that Chicago that Holmes lived in Chicago, there were a total of 12 Jack the Ripper-style murders in Chicago. None before, none after. Hmm. Just while Holmes lived there. Okay. After the fair, Holmes takes out an insurance claim on the castle and sets fire to the third floor. However, police don't buy it. So now, feeling pressure from his creditors and police, Holmes and Peitzel make plans to leave. Holmes hires Minnie Williams and convinces her to sign over her property in Fort Worth. Holmes kills Minnie and her sister and heads to Texas. One week before, Pitzel goes to Fort Worth to get things prepared. Peitzel and Holmes plan to build a second castle. <gasps> there was I did not know there was a second castle. Shut the fuck up. Where was it at? Fort Worth. The plans, though. Yeah. It didn't come to fruition? Nope. Yeah. Okay. The second house, they had plans drawn up. If you watch the show, you can find them. I couldn't find them online, but they show it on the show. That is finding them online. You found them. But what I mean is I couldn't just Google pictures. I was having too much trouble finding legit ones that that I felt were good to put on, like, our website or something. You mean, like, a JPEG file? That was... Yes. Gotcha. That wasn't from, like, Wikipedia or something. Thank you for not using Wikipedia. I tried to find one, some from credible sources. I couldn't do it. If you want to do it, feel free. The second house was almost identical to the first, except this time he design, design, designed the body chute to go directly to the sewer. But easier body disposal. Right. But if it went to the sewer, how was he going to get the bodies to I have a feeling paid? he probably had different opening so then that okay. way if it went down to his basement or sense. wherever he did his dissection however 1894 holmes marries his third wife georgiana yoke mind you still married to two different women different name doesn't matter and so in texas is holmes with his third wife and the peitzel family preparing to build a second castle however Holmes and Peitzel get into legal trouble involving stolen horses. So, Holmes, Georgiana, and the Peitzels go to Philly, where Holmes attempts his next con. Him and Peitzel will take a life insurance policy out on Peitzel, use a fake body, collect the money, and split it. But as we know with Holmes, he likes to keep his money, so he decides, fuck it, I'm not going to use a fake body, I'm going to kill my partner instead, and just use his actual body. So he does this. Now, Peitzel's wife knew about the scam, but probably not that Holmes was going to murder her husband. Now, before this happened, before, well, before Holmes 
killed Peitzel. He got into to some small problems in Philly, ended up in jail, where he met Marion Hedgepeth. And he tells Hedgepeth about the the scheme him and Pitzel have to collect in life to collect life insurance and tries to bring Hedgepeth on as as a partner. Says, you know, hey listen, if you help me with this, I'll pay you five hundred dollars. Hedgepeth is like, yeah, cool, sure. Keep that in mind. So now Holmes has, has, has killed his partner and knows he has to get rid of the rest of the Peitzel family. So he plays on the wife's paranoia and convinces her to leave three of her children with Holmes and leave. Holmes begins to systematically kill the Peitzel family. Holmes kills Howard first in Irvington, Indiana. Howard was poisoned, strangled, disemboweled, and then burned. The two sisters were killed in Toronto by gas. Now, once Hedgepeth realizes he has been screwed over and not paid because Holmes keeps all his money, he alerts the insurance company. Now, the insurance company is, it does not have the resources to, to take on this manhunt. So they decide to hire Pinkerton Detective Agency. That's a fun name. Here's some fun information about the Pinkerton Agency. You know it's good because her face lit up when she said it. Now, mind you, at the time, they were the, I'm going to try and get this correct because I didn't write it down, they were the largest private police force or something similar to that in America. For hire? To the point, they were Lincoln's private security during the Civil War, and the term private eye is coined as slang for their logo, the all-seeing eye. Yes. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> Don't drop it. You might dent it again. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh, I love that. So the Pinkertons discover Holmes' plan to leave from Boston to head to London. She's cementing the London connection there. He is the ripper. I'm not buying it yet. So I need all the facts before I make a final decision. Excuse me for not. This is why you would not make a good witness in a murder trial. Guilty. Oh, 100%. Guys, wait. So I really want to be on a jury, but like I'm not even registered to vote. Do I need to register to vote to be on a jury? No, you just have to be born. I want to be on a jury. You you will get caught. Everybody gets caught at least once in their life. But it's not going to be a good one. You don't know that. And I'm too anxious. Yeah, you got to play it cool when they're interviewing you. Like, no, You'll everybody deserves it. a fair trial. Death penalty! <laughs> no! <laughs> Honey, he just stole a piece of gum. Death! <laughs> That's how my mom got out of it. They're like, are you a racist? Yes. Do you believe in the death penalty? Yes. And they kicked her off the jury. <laughs> oh, I 100% believe in the death penalty. Bye! Peace out, Cub Scout. So, having to, so, so now that the Pinkertons have discovered he is going to leave from Boston, they go and wait in Boston and hire Holmes as soon as he gets there. During this time, the horrors in the murder castle are discovered. However, Holmes is only put on trial for the murder of Peitzel. The trial was a media circus because up until this point. Holmes is just known as, like, the king of con men. Like, he is well-known for his schemes. He's a gangster. But now, they're like, holy shit, this monster. So, now we have this media circus. 
Miss Peitzel and even Georgiana, his wife, testify against Solomon. It was actually Georgiana's testif- uh, testification. Is that the word? Testimony. Testimony. That's it. Testification. Yeah. I love that. Can we make that the new word? Yes. 100% it's testification. <laughs> against Holm is ultimately what leads to his, his guilty conviction and his uh, execution conviction. What a badass to get up there and be like, look, my husband did some shit. Listen, well, I see, she didn't see, she in. didn't even know what it was is that Georgiana testified that the night after Peitzel's murder, the night, uh, or no, the night of Peitzel's murder, Holmes just kind of comes in. It's like, so we have to leave right now. Oh, so he was acting shady. But like, listen, is that why we're not allowed to testify against like someone if you're married? Mm-hmm. I think you're allowed. Mm, I don't know. I don't think you are. I think if you're married, you cannot testify. But if, like, your daughter commits a crime, then, yeah, you can testify. We'd huh. have to look that up or, or but, like, get some, like, legal... Let me tell you, I'm turning my husband in before my child. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So, Holmes is executed at Moya Mensing Prison on May 7th, 1896. Following Holmes' death, several people involved with Holmes' trial died of mysterious causes becoming known as the Holmes Curse. There's a curse? Yes. Now I'm going to pause there. Can I get it? No. No, you didn't have anything to do with his trial or conviction. Mm. You're just naturally cursed. Why do you want to add so, to it? Because fuck me up, fam. <laughs> Before I get into what I have after Holmes' execution, I'm going to read a small section from Holmes' confession. I was born with the devil in me. I could not help the fact I was a murderer no more than a poet can help the inspiration to sing. I was born with the evil one standing as my sponsor beside the bed where I was ushered into the world and he has been with me since. Can't blame it on the devil. Of course you can. Everybody does. No, bullshit. It's the devil. That's like Anthony said, well, I heard voice. No, you didn't. No, but John Wayne Gay said it was my other personality. No, it wasn't. No, but like some people are just evil like how do you explain it they're just evil but that's not the devil's fault no evil but like that's what maybe he meant that's kind of how i took it was mm-hmm. i was just born evil yeah that's, then why that's, did he just say that He's because um his language the of the day sounds so much better than i'm evil. yeah mm-hmm. so i want to specifically bring this up just just to just to try and give steph a little bit more circumstantial evidence because i had a feeling i was gonna it's all circumstantial this. evidence yeah, well, I can convict you on that, okay? You can't. If I prove a jury, I can. Most and guess what? Your jury is two people right now, and I've convicted you. <laughs> and you're put to death, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you're put to death, sorry. No, how many times have you sat there and listened to a, a true crime case, and they're like, this is no, this is circumstantial evidence. We need hard evidence. No, but We need like, hard evidence. If they have it to convince a jury, if the jury's convinced, it well, let me let me hear all of it before so, I finally make my final decision. Okay. At one point um, during this show, uh, Mudget and Fox decide, "Hey, we're going to go to Irvington, Indiana, where Howard Peitzel was killed," because police did actually find a few parts of Peitzel's body. It was like a skull and like, like they only found a couple bones. Um, so they, they had thought, okay, well, maybe Holmes scattered his remains. They tried to look. They found some animal bones. The only thing really interesting they found were some metal buttons from that time period. And coal. Were they bad children? Did Santa leave them? 
It was Cole from burning them. Mm. Well, from burning him. How did that survive till today? Like, where was Tico about again? Indiana. No, where? Irvington. Like, in a fire pit or in a stove? Yeah, in a stove. Oh, fun fact about that. When uh, Holmes had rented the house where he killed Howard, he had said that he was per- he was renting it for a family member or sister or something, and that he specifically wanted a large wood-burning stove. And the guy's like, well, why? We have gas here. He said, because gas is not good for kids. <laughs> Meaning it's not good for burning kids. But that's funny because he gassed people. He knows it's not good. Mm. I am not okay with that. That was good. That yeah. was, um, mm. oh, thank God that I watched that damn show so many times and remembered mm. so much shit from it. No. Like, there's so much drilled in my head from that. You know what I'm going to watch when you girls leave, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. While they're in Indiana, because trying to find this kid's bones um, did not come up. Like, they were going to, they only did a small sample from this lawn where the bones were found. Mm -hmm. Um, They were eventually going to go back. Don't know if they did. They discover that um, somebody in Indiana has a box of artifacts that possibly belong to Holmes. There was a, in this box... Um, was a commencement pamphlet from Holmes' graduating class from the medical college. Mm. Um, now, apparently, Holmes was just loved taking photos, loved collecting photos. So there were many photos in there. One of these photos was of Quinlan, one of Holmes' murder castle assistants. Um, he was kind of like the caretaker. Um, it's actually believed that when Holmes set fire to the castle to try and claim the insurance money. It was Quinlan who set the fire. So they take a couple of the photos from this box. Now, at the time, all you had was very of the time period photo machines. um, Daguerreotypes? No, um, cameras. Well, that's, it's a type of camera from... Well, I didn't know that. I took an entire course on photography. When I studied the history of the arts. Of arts. So you either had these photographs or you had sketches. Mm-hmm. So they they take the photos to some sort of technology analyst. And they yeah, that use, expert person that's good at the science. Yeah. They use a, a well-known photo and, and they put it up and they compare it to a sketch. And they try to come up with a percentage matching of, of how similar it is. Mm-hmm. So this one that they used as a baseline, they get, I think it's like 64%, which is good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's good. That's solid. So then well, it's they, not solid, but it's really good. Yeah. So then they decide to put up, put up the picture of Quinlan, which if I remember correctly, got like 62% or like 62.5%. They put up another photo that they found in the box and it came back with a 64.5% match. And it was one of Ripper's victims. So he took a picture. He had a picture this, of this a box that quite possibly belonged to Holmes contained a photo of a Ripper victim. But you're saying quite possibly. Okay, because it was 64%. That's not... No, I'm saying quite possibly that it's his because of the okay, fact they found things that could have his. belonged to Holmes. There's like nothing... There, there wasn't a little note in the box that says this belongs to Holmes. <laughs> So, right, that makes it circumstantial exactly. and not hard proof. The fact that they're speculating it belongs to Holmes and it's not 
proven that it belongs right. to homes. The other thing they found in You're there, banking this on the likelihood. Right. That's what this all is, unfortunately. Mm. And I said that at the beginning, if you remember. I, I'm with you. I'm, so, I'm just taking all the information before I make up my mind. Now, there were also a set of scalpels in there that were made in England. She grinned when she said scalpels. And <laughs> it was a solid smudge. And an American excited. doctor would not have likely had English-made scalpels at the time. Unless what do you mean went- likely? Because it's not impossible. At the time, imports were were extremely unlikely. Yes, there is a small perc- there is a very small per- chance that somebody could have been like, "Hey, I have this beautiful set of scalpels from England. Would you like to buy them?" More than likely, if you were a doctor, an American doctor, you bought American-made surgical tools. You didn't buy British. You only bought British if you were in Britain. Mm. And they're hard to acquire as it is. Exactly. Okay. So at this point. I have decided, okay, until you, you can give me some hard evidence. I'm, I'm down. I believe it. What? That doctor bag. Yes. That they found. It wasn't a doctor bag. It was just a box of shit. No. The in scalpels. England. In England. The doctor bag. Yes. Was it missing scalpels? Uh, at least not that they stated. Okay. So. Did you see where my brain was Yeah, going? it was good. It was a good question. We're, we're, pa- we're unpacking this. Yes. Up until, like, at this point, I'm like, all right. Until, uh, and unless you can give me some solid evidence, I'm on the whole Holmes is, is the ripper murderer train. Fair. See, I'm not on the train yet. I want all the info. You're stuck here, here, here's where, where our, our lovely Jeff Mudgett completely lost me. And I was like, no, fuck you, dude. This is, is this was the night that I was at work and I got really fucking Oh mad. yeah, I want to hear this. So I mentioned the Holmes curse, how, how mysteriously after his execution yeah people involved in the in the trial and conviction yeah. face these mysterious deaths so so jeff mudgett pulls out this doozy of what if holmes conned his way out of his execution i'm like no bullshit fuck you i'm done i'm done with the rabbit holes <laughs> no there's no way no actually it was pretty damn possible <laughs> motherfuckers so Holmes was executed. Now, during this time, yes, it was a public execution, but hoods were worn during the executions. Holmes wore a hood when he was executed, so no one actually saw if it was Holmes. Holmes Maybe they found the guy from the sketch and executed him like a doppelganger. Holmes That's a thing. insisted. scare the shit out of me. Holmes insisted on no autopsy. And because why do you get to choose? You're because he murderer. was a celebrity murderer. So he, even though at the time, typically people convicted no. and put, you know, like charged with, like got execution, they didn't get what they wanted. But because Holmes' case was such a media thing and so famous, he basically got whatever the fuck he wanted. No, you killed people. Do You're we not know his allowed. last words? No. Oh. Mm. Maybe he didn't speak. Because he was switched, so they couldn't vote. So no autopsy is done. Yeah, right? Listen, I believe it. Leading up, like the day of Holmes' execution, he would have come into contact with hundreds of people. Now we already know that Holmes is a charmer. Holmes cons people. Holmes also wrote memoirs in jail, wrote things he he sold. Mm -hmm. There was something he sold that he got a lot of money for. So he had money. 
No, it, I want to say it was like his confession or his autobiography or okay. or something like that. I still don't think you could charm someone into putting a hood and go, hey, you're going to stand in for me. He would not have necessarily had to pay someone to stand in for him. All he would have had to do is pay a police officer to get a body, a, a, an already dead body. Oh, 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 I see where you're going. No, because they walked history. you up. But here's the thing. You could there, buy police officers back in the day. There was, uh, now even. It was possible to escape this prison. They got information on Moyamensing Prison at Eastern State Penitentiary. Mm. And I loved that. Mm. She's happy. glowing. She is. Um, so here's the thing. Um, I don't remember the name, but there is someone. I believe it was someone Holmes claimed to have murdered, but didn't actually murder. He was alive. Claimed that Holmes did, in fact, escape execution. And the way they did it is they walked him up. And then they, before putting the rope around his neck, they closed him off to the public very briefly. He dropped under the stand. And that's when they put in the dead body. As the that's double. like magician shit. Slight of hand shit. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Holmes was buried in a cemetery. They went to the actual plot. There's no headstone. Here's the unusual thing about um, Holmes' burial. He bought two plots. Mm-hmm. Nobody buys two fucking plots. <laughs> you didn't... Those bitches are fucking expensive. Yeah, like... You don't typically buy two plots if it's just for you. Well, maybe he his wife on getting married again. His wife at his execution. Maybe his wife was going to get married. Married. So here's 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 the thing. They dug the motherfucker up. Wait, what? They exhumed the body. Was it him? So was the age of the? Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Because you can date skeletons and DNA, bitch. Yeah. This was beautiful. So they start digging down and they have to be very careful because this thing's over 125 years old. So they go down. Now, as in the show Supernatural, he was buried in concrete. <laughs> Look, I'm chewing my nails. Like I'm on the edge of my, well, not, I'm on the edge of my seat. So, so they dig down and they find some concrete and they're, they're trying to look, they're trying to find, they can't, they are at a depth where a body should be. They can't find shit. Finally, they, they break in. They finally find some wood. They, they find a casket. Nothing in there but water. Huh. Freaky, right? Water. Yeah. Water. Buried in cement? There, 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 like, so, like, it's not completely encased in cement. There's just kind of cement over it and around it, like, layered. Okay. So, like, here's my thought. They can do that. How far deep was it? Was it six feet or was it 12? I don't remember. Because you can bury. So, like, if you buy one plot, you have to pay more. But, like, if you want to be buried on top of your husband or whoever dies first gets buried first, they bury you 12 feet down, they put a layer of cement, and then they bury the second person. Now, Mm -hmm. Holmes is buried right in the center of these two plots. Okay. So, I don't remember exactly why they decide to do it. But they decide to dig a little further. All the way in the bottom. (laughs) He was all the way down. (laughs) So, it's... They, sh- I couldn't find pictures. They show it on the show. It's really cool. So, like, you have, like, this layer and then this, like, fake casket and then Holmes. And they do actually find a body. Do you know what? I think I know why. Here's, what's pi- here's what pissed me off before you do that. Okay. They ended the show on that. Oh. With no second season. 
you're right. That that would be very fucking upsetting. No wonder you were flipping out. Oh, you know, I'd be pissed. I'm kind of mad for you. I was so mad. I was like, no, you can't fucking find a body that Jeff Munjit could sit there and take DNA and find out if that's home and then leave it on a motherfucking cliffhanger. Or can they? Assholes. So my thought process, they buried a fake casket where they thought it would body would be. They don't want anyone digging him up quite possible they don't want anyone trying to do he's a like, celebrity right that or like they don't want people to try to do seances or they don't want to try people to try to dig up his bones and sell him as like a relic right part of the right. reason for the concrete yeah and for the fake casket so i understand the logic there yeah psych out now i only found one news article i don't know if it's it a legitimate article but supposedly they did do DNA analysis on the bones in there. And supposedly it was related to Jeff Mudgett. It was Holmes. He didn't actually escape his execution. Again, one new news article. What's the website? Don't know if it's a legitimate I know you have site. it. Of course I have it. If I don't have it, I can just Google it. Do, 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 do. No clown music. So there's... <laughs> so there's... That's, that's another ringtone. Her doing a little tune there. Fuck you. Perfect. That's, That's a ringtone. A, yes. Fuck you at the end. <laughs> I love how you guys. how I found it? Ah, NBC Chicago. NBC is a credible news source. American Ripper DNA reveals identity of body found in H.H. Holmes' grave. Yeah, you're allowed to quote news sources in uh, scholarly works. That is a legit source. I love how I have the emergency siren going on outside my window. And none of us really care. Yeah. In late April, digging began at Philadelphia's Holy Cross Cemetery. Budget said archaeologists at the University of Pennsylvania first found a fake pine box, which may have been used <sighs> as a decoy, but a few feet deeper, they discovered a cement sarcophagus. Or has it that Holmes requested his body be encased in cement? Inside the coffin, Mudgett said they found a man's skeleton. After two months of DNA analysis, dental records, and DNA testing revealed a conclusive link to Jeff Mudgett proving the remains in the grave were Holmes. While the evidence ended speculation surrounding one centuries-old theory, Mudgett said it still hasn't proven whether or not his theory that Holmes was also Jack the Ripper. Um, I had, now I had mentioned this to Steph. Um, one thing that I wish to God I could have found is there is supposedly an archaic voice recording of Holmes' confession on a wax cylinder. Here's the problem. We need it. The wax cylinder is so fragile that if they were to try and play it, the needle could easily crack the wax cylinder. Motherfuckers. So it can't be played, unfortunately. I even made sure to rewatch that part so I could give you a reason as to why we couldn't hear it. They couldn't I feel pull like it off of there. the technology, though, like a laser could read it and act as the needle. Like, I feel like they could Maybe. get that off they there. Maybe out. they haven't tried that. Science. I'm just saying, as of right now, Science. as far as I know, we cannot hear that audio recording, unfortunately. Um, but I do remember that in the audio recording, it is mentioned that um whoever is speaking assuming it's holmes that he 
he regretted killing Minnie because he thinks he actually loved her. That's interesting. Mm. But that was, but that like in that audio recording is also where you hear the part of Holmes confession with, I was born with the devil in me. So that is all of your facts. Uh, Yeah. I think that's everything I got. I mean, that was a lot of facts. I am not upset. It was a lot. Let me make sure I got it. It was so well done. It was. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. But I'm trying to decide if like that's all the information I have to go on to decide what Oh it is. Um there there was like some other like little things here and there, but they were like such side things and such dead ends. I was like, I'm not adding them in there for no fucking reason. Um like one of them was that Holmes one of the properties Holmes owned in Chicago, because again, Amaryllis Fox, being a former CIA, she's like I love that name. She's like, no, she's I like, too. I need that hard evidence. Like, I need something that I can test to specifically, whether it be a body of Holmes that shows the same kind of marks on on the bones that you see in some of like the Ripper victims mm-hmm. from like nicking bones, okay. those straight surgical cuts or whatever. They they keep trying to look in these different places where they might be able to dig up a body. So one of the places they tried to look, Holmes at one point owned a cement company or a cement warehouse that w- ran into the Chicago River. It it was supposed to buy and sell cement. Did a whole lot of buying cement, not a whole lot of selling the shit. Was it the cement that covered him eventually in his coffin? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, damn. I would have loved that full circle. So... It's thought, hey, and and there was an actual reason for this, somebody that had been murdered, maybe because he owned this place. One of the things he did with the bodies was encase them in cement, drop them in the Chicago River. Fun fact, some fun facts. Did they send scuba divers? So they wanted to because they did actually find, like, right around that area, a large body-sized hunk of something. (gasps) But because of everything going on, there was a lot of red tape to cut through, like, especially with the EPA. Wait, like, body size is so indescript. That's just saying approximately five to six feet or six it was, I think it was, feet. like, a meter long and roughly square-shaped. Right, but that, that could be anything. Like, a meter and long, that's the how thing. long is a meter? Like, three feet? Yeah. No, that's a yard. Is that the same? No, no. I don't know. I, I think when they did it in there, like, I don't know math, but... It was, like, roughly, like, I want to say, like, five feet or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. it was a five-feet-long thing. Um, so they were like, hey, maybe this could contain something. Because they did do an experiment where they put some some pig mater- matter into a suitcase, filled it with the stuff they would have used back in the day to bury a body in concrete and, like, submerged it in water for two weeks broke that bitch up to see how deteriorated it was and it wasn't basically so a meter is approximately 3.28 feet look how smart you are you knew that she googled it no she said three feet and then googled it yeah so she was off by 0.28 approximately okay that's a quarter of an inch (laughs) (laughs) you don't have it Wait, she's like, I would, but you don't have it. Like, so listen, <laughs> while you were reading about home, my roommate texted me her current 
location because she's on a date and she's going home with the guy. So she texted me her location and she goes, I'm staying the night. If I'm not home by noon, call the police. Oh, I already decided. I t- I, <laughs> I already told Steph that if you get too drunk to take me home tonight and nobody else can come get me and I have to take an Uber and I get murdered, I'm blaming you. So Brandy, what did you learn this episode? Real quick. Fun. I need to tell you these two fun facts about the Chicago River because I absolutely love it. Okay. okay. They diet green. No. Yes. I was there. For St. Patrick's Day, they dye it green. Yeah, we do that in the city. We dye shit watercolors all the holidays. So, the Chicago River at one point, because of all the pollution, um, a storm had come and overflowed some, like, sewage drains or something really fucked up the pollution of the river. They used people (laughs) to reverse the flow of that bitch. (laughs) Wait, what? How? How? They, Swimming? they, no, they, they, they like, they really dredged the lake. Like they like dug that bitch down. I think it was like 15 feet or something. Here's the other fun fact about the Chicago river. Unlike a lot of rivers, it does not have a steady flow. Shit just kind of stays. Uh. <laughs> doesn't really go anywhere. I so thought those were dumping interesting. dumping a body, put it in the Chicago river. So the chances of him dumping a body and, and it's it being in the river is it's pretty there. good. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem, though. I bet there's a lot of bodies in the Chicago River. There's a lot of body in rivers, period. It's a convenient burial ground. You just said that earlier. Yeah, but Chicago, big mob town at one point. Pittsburgh, we got three of them, and I'm sure there's yeah, dead true. bodies in every single one of them. There's supposedly a plane in there in one of them. What? Yeah. Yeah. They lost a plane in one of our rivers. <laughs> well, it's not there no more, because that shit's moving. Like it No, they, they think there's wreckage some like underground hidden like buried underneath the nobody bottom. can see your hand motions underneath the, the bottom the, like the rock there they think there's like a a like secondary river under one of our rivers where the plane went you mean like in ghostbusters where there was a river of slime below the regular i was thinking like how this act this is a natural occurring thing but sure we can go with ghostbusters yes okay I, I will accept Ghostbusters. I learned so much. Brandy, what did you learn? Um, that it was definitely Jack River. <laughs> She's still mad at me. Like, oh, she yes. is. I'm not One, even mad about it. I'm like, go watch it. Jack the Ripper. That's not enough to get committed. Like, it's circumstantial. Yeah, but it back is, in the day, did they have anything hard? Unless you were caught red There are lots of hard things back in the day. There's a lot of hard things now. <laughs> I'm just saying they didn't childproof shit. There was a lot of pointy corners and hard surfaces. I mean, <laughs> she's just like, I, like I mean, I'm that. I'm not trying to convince anyone. I personally, yes, you are. I am, but I'm not because I'm because while I totally buy into it, I still am open minded. I still leave open the possibility that yes, hard evidence can be found to disprove it. I but until that. then, I'm on board. It's circumstantial enough for me to be like, this is just, there's just too many similarities, too many coincidences. And knowing what I know about the evolution of a serial killer, it just seems to line up for right now. You give me that hard evidence, you prove to me it's not, I'll believe it. I, I'm going to use that quantum mechanic shit. There's not enough evidence to prove that he's not the Jack the Ripper. So therefore it's possible he might be. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. There's there's not enough evidence to prove he's not Jack the Ripper. Fair. So I'm going to go with, okay, maybe. How's that? 
Is that good? Is that more satisfying, Brandy? Yeah. Yeah. She's so disappointed. Yeah, she is. All right. What phobia you got? Um, Fear of titties. No, I want the Ferris wheel. You gave up on that. It's the fear of heights. Domatophobia. What? Domatophobia. Doma. Fear of houses. Oh, like a domicile. Yeah. Yes. So, like, the other one I found that, like, I like the word of it. It's, like, ferrophobia. And that was what someone called the fear of Ferris wheels. We can invent that one. We should make a shirt and we'll just spread it like propaganda. Right? Like, it's on one website. And I was like, you know what? Like, fuck it. It sounds right. So, I need to get this out because I, I really, really don't believe that there is, we are ever going to cover any fucking case where I'm going to get to use this phobia. What is it? There is a phobia of having peanut butter stuck to the top of your mouth. Well, I shit you not. I thought you were going to say the phobia of phobias. No. Because there's a phobia of yeah. phobias. I'm sure. Peanut like, butter stuck to the top of your mouth. I, I will find you a case that. for I, that. Wait, I understand that. It's a suffocation thing. I was going to say called, suffocation or like gag reflex. Hold on. All right. I'm sure there's a case where peanut butter is going to get mentioned. Did Johnson, did uh, Washington Carver die a natural death? <laughs> Can we look into that? Who Here, was the uh, one that died from, or died in a bathroom? No, somebody died of like peanut butter, like they're allergic to peanuts. Yeah. I'm sure there would have been like a peanut one. I'm trying to get to it. Okay. So we need a we need a arachnophobia. Number two. Oh my goodness! No, she's better at that because she did the medical stuff. Give it to Brandy. She, I love how she gave it to me. I went arachnophobia. If you see if there's a voice thing for it, just type in how to pronounce number one. You want the first dare? Yeah, first dare. Okay. I didn't pick number one yet. No, you did not. (laughs) You're welcome. Okay, my darling witches, it's time for your weekly non-offensive dare. You must be a Patreon to participate so you can earn points for your house. Each month, the house with the most points gets to vote on weekly non-offensive dares, topics of future episodes, and so much more. Each week, Once you've gotten your dare, you must safely and creatively complete a post on social media so that we can see that you've done the task. You can tag us at Twitter at Macabre Academy, or you can tag us on Instagram at The Macabre Academy, and you must include a hashtag with your house name to obtain the points. The world is a fucked up place. These dares are designed to bring silliness and random acts of kindness into the world. You must safely complete your dare. If you are unsafe, your points will not be counted. You can also earn additional points for your house by being the first to submit episode corrections to us at the Macabre Academy at gmail.com. Also, if we use your ideas or stories in a future episode, more points may be awarded. Let's return to the podcast to see what your weekly non-offensive dare will be. Okay. Dare number one. Eat your dinner without using your hands. How do the piggies eat, Georgie? (laughs) 
<laughs> have I ever had you guys? Wait, have you never seen fucking A Christmas Story? I... Show me how the piggies eat. I fucking you never watch seen... A Christmas Story every Christmas no, since I was born. She's staring at me because I'm the movie. Well, buff. she kept looking at me, and I'm like, "Don't you dare!" Because that was my grandfather's favorite movie. We still watch. We still play it all goddamn day on Christmas as yeah. a tribute to him. I know that movie forwards and backwards. Have I ever had you, have I ever done my, my pig noise for you guys? Yeah, this would be a good time. I don't know if the mic will pick it up. Well, get on Get, get up, yeah, deep throat it. You're good at that. <laughs> ready? You guys ready? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's a legit. It's good. <laughs> my brother can do it too. <laughs> All right, so I learned that both of my best friends are piggies. <laughs> All right, so I I'm so proud of Dexter. Like I'm almost flabbergasted. Right? I I don't have words. I'm so proud. But that okay. So that being that being said, we are going to end the episode because it's the end and then we're going to start our series on the death goddesses right Uh right so let's stay tuned for that and you guys have a great week and practice eating food without your hands like a piggy yeah (laughs) i'm just gonna end there this podcast was brought to you by nerdy witch in partnership with sound maiden We want to thank all of our wonderful Patreons. For updates, please follow the Macabre Academy on Facebook. Remember to like, share, and listen exclusively on Buzzsprout. Soon, we'll be available wherever you listen to podcasts.